Welcome to another episode of This Is Cash. I'm your host, as always, Youngest, and I'm joined by OXO. What's going on, OXO? Yo, yo, yo. I apologize to the listeners if I sound a little sleepy. I had a good meal before I started before we started recording. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna fight sleep. Make sure I give you guys the most uh, impactful thing I can, and then fall asleep right after. Yeah, um, we're recording at 6 p.m. Central, so 7 p.m. by OXO. Just to give you a frame of reference on how early he's gonna sleep. Yeah, bro. <laughs> We're talking today, though. We're not talking about OXO's sleep schedule. We're talking about American Gangster. Um, 2007 American crime film. Uh, it's a gangster movie. Fucking directed banger. By, yes, sir. Directed by Ridley Scott, uh, starring Russell Crowe and Denzel Washington. Um, OXO, you want to tell, tell me about the first time you saw American Gangster? Like, how often you watch it? Is it something like you um... see? American Gangster came out when I was, what, 12? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, 12 years old. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I was able to watch it of my own accord until I was like 15, 16, when I learned how to steal and appropriate things via the internet through, uh, what's it called? Torrents. Yeah, I was torrenting early. Wow, I'm a criminal. Um, yeah, this is one of the movies. It was this, it was Scarface, The Godfather, um, Snatch, and I think American Gangster, uh, and Goodfellas too. Yeah, mm-hmm. so many violent movies. Wow. Um, that I was stealing at a young age and and blending on onto like DVDs so I could watch them from on my own DVD player since my parents, my dad is a person. He knows that he be he be having me and my brother, um, brother from his side, uh, travel a lot. So he would he he always buy us a new DVD player so we could watch movies. He wouldn't ask me where I was getting these movies from. So he figured out I was stealing <laughs> them. But he was like, "All right, bro, if you're not getting in trouble, I guess you could watch them." And I was like, "Hey, shit." And that's <laughs> uh, I think I've watched this movie a total of six times in my life. All four, most of them were when I was literally like 15, 16, 17. Um, I was just, I love this movie. Yeah, it's like the violence. Uh, I haven't rewatched it for the podcast, this episode right here. Um, pretty interesting. I'm looking at things with a new frame of mind anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. My outlook on violence has definitely changed. I still love it, but. These, these are real people. These, these are real people, and I'm just—it's a little disgusting to think that you know, people really going to war this much over cocaine and so many things. But um, like there's a plot point in a movie that's only there for like literally five seconds about the U.S. government being involved and shit like that. It's like from what I know now that I'm older, um, it makes—it's not unfathomable, um. That the U.S. government is involved in the drug trade and any drug trade at that, to be honest. And also, um, this movie shows just how bad and how sloppy police corruption was back in the day. And people will still go up for them, even though they can see a movie like this and know like all the crime involved. And that's that. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll we'll touch on a lot of the theme stuff within this movie. Uh, but American Gangster was definitely something like I remember coming out 
and I remember the Jay-Z album coming out, mm-hmm. like, alongside with it. And I obviously heard the Jay-Z the album, album before. Yeah, the album first before I could watch the movie because I was only mm-hmm. 10 years old when this came out. Mm-hmm. So um, eventually when I got older and I got into high school, I, I went on, like, a little bit of a run for a few months where I was, like, strictly watching gangster movies. Yeah, I was definitely, like, bro. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, you was in violent mode, bro. I understand. I was there. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> violent mode, but, like, when you... You went living out the violence, yes, but you were just, you know, seeking no, entertainment. That, that's not really what it was. What it is I is when you, Google, when you Google things like best movies other, ever made. Yeah, it's like always, violent. The top, it's always some violent movies. Right. Yeah, at the top of the list, it's majority of the time gangster movies. So I kind of got an interest in those and I remembered American Gangster and I saw American Gangster for the first time when I was about mm-hmm. 14 or 15. Fucking loved it. Uh, went and bought the Blu-ray right away and I've How? thrown it on <laughs> and I've thrown it on a lot since then. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, don't, I don't know if I watch the whole movie front to back very often. I do like throw it on for like background noise scenes, yeah background noise a few scenes here and there that i really want to watch um i'll get into it but watching it front to back this time around for the pod i noticed a lot of different things <laughs> and did it you kind watch... of Hold makes on. me not enjoy it as much yeah, yeah. did you watch yeah. the unrated version or did you watch a regular version like the regular shit so i've seen the unrated one because the unrated um, version is 15 minutes longer, I think, or some crap yeah, like Yeah, they, they add some stuff. Uh, I didn't notice the, de- the difference, to be honest. Well, they, they extend certain scenes a little longer. Mm, um, okay. And it, like, accumulates to 15 minutes. It's not that's like true. they add, like, a specific scene within that's itself. That's what I figured. Yeah. That's what I figured it was. But, yeah, I watched the regular version this time around. What did I rate this? Did I even rate this on my shit? <laughs> I feel like I feel like I gave it some high score, and I'm like I'm lying to myself. Yeah, I gave it a little bit of a higher score than I probably would now. Um, but I I don't know. I, I still like I still oh, think I there's a it. lot. Okay, cool. I mean, give yeah, it three and a half, like, like it deserves. Three and a half is fair. I feel like that's fair. What I give it like a four and a half out of five. Yeah, I'm a uh, big fan yeah, of this five movie. star. Yep, big fan of this movie. Not so much anymore. Might have to adjust that a little bit. But there are a lot of things in here, like, um, especially the second act that I like a lot. Um, but let's let's start with the production stuff first. Oh. Before we do, I just want to note that um, one of your main qualms with modern movies nowadays is that there's not enough fucking or sex <laughs> on camera. There's yeah. zero sex on camera. What do you mean? There's naked women. There's zero sex. Dude. What are you talking about? Richie's fucking the lawyer in the kitchen when he gets oh. the phone call. Yeah, there's wow. definitely fucking in the movie. That was like 30 seconds. I mean, that it's still though. fucking in the movie. Yeah, I, I guess, <laughs> hey, fuck it. Um, but yeah, so this movie actually started in development super early on with a different director. Um, it started off with, uh, damn, I'm going to struggle saying his name. Anton Fuqua, the uh, director. Said it, who, said it correctly. Yeah, the director who did um, Training yeah, the Day movie and the other Brooklyn yeah. movie too, Brooklyn Crime movie. Oh yeah, but that was afterwards. Yes, um, that was two years after. I watched that one before I watched yeah. this one because I was older. 
that's yeah, funny. Yeah, but Antoine Fuqua was set to direct with Denzel after coming off training day. And they actually signed Benicio Del Toro to play uh, Richie Roberts, the, mm. the cop that would be across from Denzel as the star. And then mm. a bunch of shit happened where Fuqua was, like, running up the budget. And they just, like, didn't want to do this movie anymore, so they what cut the budget it. initially? Something that the budget was $80 million and then Fuqua was at $93 million. And then while okay. he was, and then he pushed it up to ninety eight. And while they were at ninety eight, he said he wanted to go shoot scenes in uh, Thailand. Okay, <laughs> but the cap, the cap of it right now is a hundred. Uh, yeah. And they did I, the Thailand thing anyway, unless I'm bugging. Unless just, whatever, whatever. I'm I don't know. Something about I'm a not black in production. I'm not, yeah. I'm not in production. I don't know. Something about a black director going over budget probably didn't sit well with the studio. So they give the same budget anyway. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a different studio though. Um, Fair. We're gonna we're gonna so, see anyway. We're gonna get that anyway. Yeah. So that was Universal. Oh no, it was distributed by Universal. So it was yeah. Universal they went they went there anyway. They just don't yeah. like it. They just don't want to like it. That's cool. All right. <laughs> Shit. Um. So what ends up happening is after Fook was fired, they meet with Peter Berg to take it over and Denzel approved of it. But then since the budget was already crazy and the cancellation costs were going too high, um, they end up canceling it. Denzel Washington gets paid $20 million anyways. Cause he had, a Cause he deserves or, it. yeah, he had a <laughs> pay or play contract. Mm-hmm. Then, um, that's this, not easy. I feel him. That's not my business. That's your business. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, the studio gets into negotiations again, and finally we get Ridley Scott in 2006 to accept it. Um, and he automatically attaches Russell Crowe to him because Russell Crowe. That's his guy. Yeah, that's that's his guy. And uh, Denzel was cool with that because they worked together on Virtuosity, which is mm-hmm. a dumpster fire of a fucking movie. Um, but they end up filming in New York. They do, uh, like, the five boroughs were all used for filming. I, I don't, don't think so. I don't think so. That's what they I, said. I'm, I'm sure. I feel like, okay. Me, 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 <laughs> refers to what I'm, me refers to what I'm saying. While they may have used them, um, I feel as if they didn't highlight, like, when they were in each neighborhood in particular. Oh, no, no, no. They they just used the boroughs. Yeah, they were like, driving around. Like, yeah. like, they didn't make it clear which borough they were in. I feel like most of the time, of like, obviously, because the, the main story is about a drug dealer in Harlem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in like the borough of Manhattan from top to bottom, and then Jersey here and there. Uh, they, didn't film, they didn't film in Jersey, though. They filmed in New York and called it Jersey. Oh, that explains that then. I'm, that's what I'm saying. They filmed in all five boroughs. They didn't a, use all five boroughs like that in the movie, why, but they filmed um, in all five boroughs. One of the later scenes, I'm like, I feel like I've seen this this area in Brooklyn before. I've seen, and I had to look it up. Like Stephen, like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So Thailand, they did film in Thailand for the Vietnam scenes. Mm-hmm. Um. So they went there anyway. That's real. That's real. That's just. That's, <laughs> they just hate black people. That's all it is. <laughs> Yeah, 
I <laughs> I personally don't have any fucking explanations for that. I'm sure the studio doesn't really have explanations for that, but um, looking back, full transparency though, Antoine Fuqua hasn't had the best career after Training Day, so maybe it was I mean, better with Ridley Scott. I guess. Um, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, Fuqua ended up doing Brooklyn's Finest. Which there we go. Similar movie, I don't know. In Shooter and Olympus Has Fallen. Those movies suck, but those movies get money, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Fuqua's had an interesting career. But so has Ridley Scott, and that's the mm-hmm. version we got. Um, so, like, Ridley Scott's movies leading up to this, I mean, he's probably most known for... He does weird movies. Uh, I don't know about weird. When None I say weird... Movie... Okay, me rephrase. When I say weird, most of his movies, I feel, are very sci-fi-esque. Yeah, so this is probably his most grounded stuff that he did up yeah. until this point. Um, between Gladiator and Hannibal and Blade Runner and Alien, I guess Thelma and Louise is pretty grounded. Um, mm-hmm. Robin but, Hood, Prometheus right after. Yeah. Money in the World. He does a lot of... This, this is a weird nigga. That's uh, cool, <laughs> Yeah, Exodus, Gods and Kings. He does a lot of like epic stories. Big... Mm-hmm. Big long drawn epics, which is kind of my gripe with American Gangster. Um, yeah, it's a little I think, too grand. I feel. I think we spend way too much time with uh, mm-hmm. Russell with Russell Crowe. Ah, uh... I I don't like the first half of this movie because the majority of the time is like trying to establish Russell Crowe as a character which we don't need we're all here to watch Frank Lucas. Yeah. Fair kind of point. And when we get to the second act, which is my favorite part of the movie, like after we get after all that and um Frank Lucas after- is starting to make money now and all that shit. And not, we- not after he started making money, after he's making me, like after he's already solidified. What do you mean? He got all the power in the world. I know what you mean. He's not it- I feel like he was making money in the beginning, in the first half like of the movie. But once we get to the halfway mark, that's when Frank is literally the the most powerful person in New York City, the most yeah. powerful drug dealer. I'm in the talking world. about the turn. I'm talking about after he like gets the cocaine. After he gets mm-hmm. the cocaine straight from Vietnam, mm-hmm. that's the second act of the movie where he's like rich and he's building from there. Yeah, um, and he's dealing with those struggles. And then at the same time, Russell Crowe, you kind of shoot back to him with that whole special, that whole special unit he's in now instead of he was with the cops mm-hmm. and them chasing him. That's all you really needed. The whole buildup with Crowe, I don't think I needed to see him as a regular cop. I don't think I need to see his family issues. Yeah, don't need to see his family issues too. That's not even real. Um, if you if you look into like the, the stuff that's actually based off the story. Like the true story itself, uh, Richie Roberts didn't have a child. He didn't have family issues that way. Um, so yeah, and then we get to the third half of the movie where third half, like, third act, <laughs> third act of the movie where like Frank Lucas is on the downturn, and then he gets caught, and that's just a lot more Richie Roberts. And I don't think that's what everyone came to see. We came to watch the Frank Lucas story. Yeah, I wanted. I, I need to see one thing. I don't like about this movie. There's not enough um, 
There's only one shootout. It's only one shootout, correct? There's like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I need, I need how many I need shootouts? Any... How many shootouts do you need? <laughs> I need. I'm a violent. I'm a, I'm a very violent seeking person, so I need like three minimum. Why would there be shootouts between gangsters, man? There, there we go. What do you mean? There we go. <laughs> They're too powerful. They're too powerful for shootout shit, man. Like he, Frank he wax, yes. he fucking. Yeah, but I don't care about the people. But I don't want to see them. Like mm. fuck all that. I, I don't know. We don't need shootouts. I disagree with you. <laughs> oh well. From what I remember about um the the whole story of Frank Lucas, Frank Lucas is not the same. The same guy they portrayed in this movie is not the real story of Frank Lucas anyway. It's someone yeah. else. Someone else entirely whose name I forget. Uh, who is the real, real kingpin? But Frankie's just the one who got managed to talk about it and get a movie out of it. So fuck it. Here we are. Yeah. This movie is a. Fr- this movie is peak Hollywood, just framing a story. Yeah. Um, it's a good story. I don't know. I enjoy it. I, I'm not really too worried about the accuracy when I watch this. Mm. But the interesting thing is, um. The only Oscar noms this got was Best Art Direction and Best Supporting Actress. Uh, Ruby D, the one that plays Frank Lucas's mother, is like really an acclaimed actress. She's done a bunch of work. I mean, this she got cast, Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, she did. She didn't yeah. win. She got nominated. But yeah, okay, she, but she she was but pretty she good. Didn't do anything in this movie? What do you mean? She she had her moment when Frank wants to go kill the cop, and she's that was it. I mean, you just need that Oscar moment. I guess. It's supporting. Like, it's not leading or anything. So, that. Fuck it. Yeah, she got a little bit in here. Um, But, yeah, this cast, fucking insane. Top to bottom. Denzel and Crow, Chiatel Ejiofor, Josh Brolin, Lamari Nadal, um, Roger Guinevere Smith, who does a lot of, like, Spike Lee movies. You got Rizzo in there as a cop. Uh, Kubo Gooding Jr. Joe Morton. Yeah, Joe Morton. Idris Elba, Common, T.I. Kevin Corrigan has a little like cameo spot. John Polito has a little cameo spot. Um, Clarence Williams III plays Bumpy Johnson before he dies. Like, oh, that's interesting. Three yeah. former DEA agents sued Universal, claiming the agency's portrayal was demoralizing. But it's facts. That's what I wore back then. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not this bad at y'all jobs, but <laughs> this is this is facts. A lot yeah. of police corruption. A lot of a lot of. All right, whatever, 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 whatever. Wow. But. Yeah, how did you feel about the movie in general, Alex? So you were saying that you there was some stuff that like disappointed you from the I, times it, before. Um, I think I was more mystified when I was just younger and less aware of like the world and its history and just the impact that drugs have had on politics around the world, America, New York City, police, all that. Um. Yeah, I, 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 before, like, when I was younger, I would be like, this, this is pretty cool. It's cool. Now I'm just like, this is a bad guy. <laughs> this is, none of what Frank is doing, anyone should be proud of. Not, none of it. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think... <laughs> I don't know if it necessarily casts him in the best light, though. Um, mm-hmm. It's not even his story anyway, bro, so... Fuck yeah, it. but... <laughs> outside of the accuracy stuff, mm-hmm. just the Frank Lucas character in this, I don't know if they... Uh, I don't know if they cast him in, like, a good light. He's yeah. clearly psychotic. Trouble. Uh, Trouble. That's an understatement. That is an understatement. What, psychotic? Yeah. I feel yeah. like he's way more way more than just psychotic. Uh, yeah, I mean, the first thing they do when he brings, brings his family is they show him killing uh, Idris Elba. Yeah, bro. Kind of show his family, kind of like show his family that he's not someone to fuck around with. Um, the opening scene of the movie is him lighting someone on fire and then shooting them three times. Yep. What else did he do? Um, beat the shit out of that dude at the dinner party. I mean, granted, homeboy was going crazy at first, so I feel yeah. like. Um, Alright, let's get into the plot, bro. Since you just had right. the opening scene anyway. Yeah. Uh, good transition right there. So that was planned. Fr- that was planned. You, you you niggas went on about that. Yeah, yeah. They're not podcasting experts like us. So. Yes, we are clearly professional in this. <laughs> yeah. So Frank Lucas uh, is the right hand man of uh, Bumpy Johnson, who's like a lead crime boss. And we open up the movie showing him uh, basically just torturing and killing someone. We don't really know the reason why, but. That that just shows the ruthlessness. Yeah, I don't. Gotta be I guess it shows the ruthlessness, but again, this is like an issue I have with the movie. It doesn't need it. I don't think it needs it. I don't think we need to see him killing someone just to kill someone. Um, there's no conversation. There's nothing. We just open to someone being let on fire and getting shot. Uh. Yeah. But then we move on from that to uh, this weird conversation. Yeah, between, where the niggas is dying. Yeah, between Bumpy and Frank where they're walking into, like, a department store and Bumpy Johnson kind of explains what the hell Frank Lucas is going to do for the rest of the movie. Talking mm-hmm. about getting it straight from the distributor and how there's no personalization and all this stuff anymore. And this weird, like, dying business practice thing that he's ranting on about. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It felt, it felt he's literally having he's, yeah. he's literally having his uh last conversation. It just feels very forced mm-hmm. to us. Because if they're gonna make us uh the whole movie, um Frank's whole thing is trying to make it like, make sure people feel what Bumpy stood for or whatever in certain scenes. And now we're supposed to quickly like attach ourselves to him as he's dying in this scene then also, detach ourselves to him. Weird movie. Um. Then, uh, it's literally his last conversation. It's very apparent it's his last conversation. Frank realizes it. Uh, the people in the department store realize it. We, the viewers, realize it. So, Frank tries to get an ambulance there to save him. Because he doesn't want to, like, lose this guy in his life. But, it's too late. Frank goes to... Frank sets up the funeral for Bumpy. And we see... Bump, we see... One of Frank's interactions with another, uh, with all, he hates all, I feel like he hates everyone there, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like he hates everyone but the one guy, the one dude with the uh, <laughs> what what do we call it? with the straight with the straightened hair, straightened gray hair. That's the only person I think. Yeah, Mr. Williams, I think yes. he calls him. Uh yeah. So there's there's like a funeral scene because the, the end of uh, Bumpy's life, and you kind of get the feeling that Frank feels like he has to continue Bumpy's business instead of going on his own way. Um, I mean, we, very, he was his number two anyway, so I guess. Yeah, we we got we cut to Richie then, and it becomes like a longer showcase to try to establish Russell Crowe's character, which yeah, where my issue lies. Uh, there's like a weird bus where they beat the shit out of Kevin Corrigan to get some information that I don't think we ever address again. I mean, isn't the, isn't this bus connected to the one million dollars he finds later? Uh, literally, yeah. five minutes Later, it's the same thing. It's related. Yeah, and then um, they get they use the criminal informant. They get one million dollars in drug money. In drug money, cash, untraceable, and they turn it in. Which is a big no-no in the department. It's not. It's a big no-no because yeah, niggas is dirty. Yeah, so uh, they they kind of get in. He gets in an argument with his partner, who's a fucking terrible actor. What's his name? (laughs) John Ortiz. Uh, Yeah, John Ortiz. I think I've seen him in some other stuff. I don't know what the hell he's doing in this movie. He's overselling it. But like a hundred, <laughs> he's on I mean, hundred and ten the whole fucking. Apparently, movie I mean, I, just to clarify for the viewers, if they have seen the movie or if they haven't seen the movie, I guess. Isn't his partner also a fiend? Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's still acting like a weirdo. Like I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's not playing a fiend well either. He's just like, <laughs> he, I don't know what he's doing. Acting was, but um, I mean, he's only here for another ten minutes total. Yeah, so they, uh, what do you call it? Um, they Every agree minute. not to, to turn in the money and not take. And, and they count it. The they count in front of everybody at that. The whole someone, someone crazy part is about corrupt cops. Someone says fucking Boy Scout. Like what? <laughs> 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 that made me laugh, bro. That made, cops yeah, that's... dirty motherfuckers, bro, and they want to be. Some dirty motherfuckers. If you were Just working law enforcement, if you work in law enforcement, bro, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're. Um, I I would hope that you are a good cop, quote unquote, and that you. I'm um, I'm sorry that you're. Um, your coworkers and people who should have. Well, who's a good? You. Well, who's a good cop here? Exactly. No one's a good cop here. Well. There's no such thing as a good cop, yeah, man. Richie, Rich, the first thing we see from Richie is him beating the shit out of someone for no fucking reason. Richie's a quote-unquote good cop, and even he's a dickhead. <laughs> um, I mean, they got to deal with crime, bro. When you work in crime, you got to be a dickhead, I guess, to deal with other dickheads. So. I don't know Fuck about it. all that. Yeah, uh, I don't I, know I, about it, that. It's no, no. It's no, it's no <laughs> like, making it good for them, bro. They're just bad people. Um. So they... They end up turning in the money. That causes a problem because now they're not going to be accepted within the department. Um, 
but we go back to Frank who takes two soldiers to go get high at his uh location. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they they tell him something that kind of like piques his interest. Uh they talk about how good the shit they they were shooting up in Vietnam was. Yeah. Um, and how they <laughs> they wish they could get that type of heroin. And that sparks Frank the idea to go there, talk to his man over there. Yep, he's got a cousin out there. Yo. Deals in that, and uh, I like how this him. movie. I like how this movie really tries to paint the the picture that the U.S. government could not be involved in a drug trial. I like it. Well, they tried to address it, and then they made sure they just quickly like skirted past it, like right after later in the movie. Uh. I don't know. I feel like they did a good job showing how easy it was to pay off uh, the people yes. in the military there. Yeah. Um, it's easy to pay them off now. Shit. Yeah. Uh, Corruption everywhere. Um. So after after he gets he high, flew, he gets he a, flew there same day, bro. He really flew there same day. Yeah, but before that, we get a we get our introduction to. Or not our introduction, but the first one-on-one conversation between Idris and uh, Denzel. Yeah, yeah the diner. A lot of star power there. Um, Idris tried to um, basically big dick him real quick, you know, show he's yeah. a big dog around. And and Denzel was like, mm, I remember this. Let me get you back, though. 20%. Yeah. 20%. 20%. He told, he told him, you're my guy, though. Don't worry. <laughs> and then he, uh, <laughs> he said, that's my guy. And then he uh, walks away. Um and yeah, basically, Tango is the character's name. Another gangster that was under Bumpy. Now that Harlem doesn't really have structure or order out there, yeah, um, they just they all just you know fighting yeah, for a, a spot. They're fiending for themselves. And beforehand, we had like a small conversation between an Italian mobster and Denzel, but it was doing this weird thing where suddenly there was a voiceover, and he's kind of describing like. What these crooked cops do? How they, they, can't have the they can't they can't they can't they can't really have the conversation, bro. They can't. Come on. What do you mean? You know why they can't have the conversation? What? I feel like if I remember the scene correctly, for them to have the conversation and have it broadcast to us, um, either paint cops either in a much darker light already. This movie is already doing. This movie doesn't do. It, I I give this movie that it does a great job pointing out like how corrupt the cops are. I get it going on with that that scene to make it a lot worse. You understand? A lot crazier, I feel. I feel like we're talking about two different things here. No, no, no. What? Oh, shit. Hold on. Me, hold on. You talk. Do your thing. Okay, so the point I was getting at was they do this weird thing where there's a voiceover describing what the police do, which is basically these crooked cops are taking um, evidence, cocaine evidence, and repackage and then reselling <laughs> it to the gangsters and That's having do, bro. yeah then funding themselves off that making yeah. money so basically they're selling it twice and it's stepped on twice and what it's a do. it's a lot less of a product um, That's what they do but for whatever reason this is being described wait, 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 wait. you, you did you watch the unrated version you didn't watch the unrated version, right? Not this time around, but I've the unrated seen it. version. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah, the unrated version shows um, this, like, there's no uh, voiceover. There's a voiceover of them cutting it. No, 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 no. 
in the um. Oh, so I feel like you're not understanding no, 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 what I no, no. mean by I remember, voice motor, I bro. <laughs> I remember, but I when I watch it, it, I don't feel like it was a voiceover. I feel like the dude was just talking like regular, like it was the camera was just tri- following him. Following who? It's Detective Trupo. They're showing picking up the stuff. Yes. Yes, Gwen. and there's okay. and, and there's a voiceover of uh, Potillo, the other guy, a, other the cop. Italian. No, the Italian mobster who is sitting mm. and talking to De- Denzel in the coffee shop. And okay. he's describing what they're doing as they're doing it. Okay. You win. And then they cut to yeah, then they cut to Denzel and him talking about it. And I was just okay. saying that's that's a little bit of a weird choice to me. I would have simply just had the conversation with Denzel. We don't you don't need to hand walk us through visuals of what they're doing. I feel like we could have just got that assumption now based off the conversation. Which is odd for Ridley Scott to do because he's normally a very slow-paced uh, filmmaker. He doesn't try to put a lot of that stuff. So to have a voiceover like that was a weird decision. But anyways, they go on and talk about Vietnam. Um, and he he decides he's going to take a trip over there. Same time, we get more Richie fighting with his wife about their kid was taking her kid across the country to vegas uh, at that bro yeah vegas a weird scene where why vegas though in the 60s What's her sister this? lives there to raise a kid <laughs> i mean her sister lives there that was the point <laughs> then uh yeah he richie like threatens a group of kids that he's going to shoot them and shows them a badge like that was supposed to... Crooked cop shit, bro. Crooked cop shit. Yeah. I'm not sure how he found himself to be the ethical and moral... You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy about that, youngest? What's up? I remember when I was younger, I'm thinking... After I watched the movie for like the third time, I'm I'm thinking... Richie has definitely shown himself to be more capable of diffusing the situation... He definitely showed like, if if the same situation had happened later in the movie, he'd be able to handle it a lot smoother. He wouldn't have to be a dickhead about it. But he chose to be a dickhead about it just because his wife, his ex-wife or wife or divorce, whatever the situation was at this point in the movie, was pissing him off with the whole conversation. He was just in a bad spot, so he just had to be a dickhead. And that just shows human emotion really like Loki getting the way of a lot of things because he Richie's smarter than that. I feel. I feel. Yeah. Um, I, where did you see later on in the movie that he did diffuse the situation that way? Um, I wouldn't say, uh, like at the end when he finally had, um, what's his name? Frank, Frank Lucas. Yeah. When he had Frank literally in the, in the interrogation room, that's prison cell room, whatever that was, uh, when it was just him and Frank and Frank was yelling and gang slapping cups all over in front of him. Um, yeah, but he has everything he needs at that point. He doesn't still. need to. He doesn't need to intimidate <laughs> anyone. Yeah, still. But what he, do you mean? Frank, <laughs> I, he's Frank not is like not a, Frank. Richie Frank, isn't a hothead. Yeah, he's not a hothead. So why was he acting like a hothead here? That's what I'm trying to say. He wasn't acting like a hothead. He was trying to intimidate them. I feel like he was acting like a hothead by trying to intimidate them. That's what I'm trying to ex- explain to you. 
Yeah, I mean, there's probably a better way to handle the situation, but if there's one thing he does is intimidate people. So the reason he Fair. wasn't, yeah, the reason he wasn't like acting out to Frank, he already had him. Like he had him in the bag. <laughs> like there was nothing. The only thing Frank Lucas could do is make things better for him, not make things better for Richie. Yeah. Um. So after the. That conversation, we see Frank out in uh, Vietnam, and he's talking to his cousin, played by uh, Roger Guinevere Smith, who great actor. Apparently a comedian, too. I've never uh-huh. seen a stand-up, but uh, yeah, he's he's pretty good. Um, and, funny guy. He's a funny guy. Yeah, he's, a, he's like, so I can get you this shit here, here, this, this. And he goes, no, I want to get it from where they grow it. He's like, you want to go into the jungle? He's like, I'm already in the fucking jungle. Yeah, I want to go to the jungle. So uh, he takes Frank to the jungle where he has a meeting with the people that are cutting up the heroin. And mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> business is being made here, which was, yeah, this is like the type of scenes I want to see in the movie. I don't want to, I don't want to see or care about Richie's wife and his kid yeah. leaving. Even though the kid doesn't really exist anyway. Yeah. Um, but that might be like the turning filler. point of the movie. Yeah. A lot of filler. Um, we get to this stupid scene. I don't know. This scene that I'm supposed to feel like Richie's fucking righteous. Mm-hmm. Uh, his partner shoots someone dead in a housing project uh, <laughs> trying to buy drugs off him and he calls Richie saying that to make an dude, arrest yeah that this dude pulled a gun on him for no reason so he shot and killed him but the housing project's out there and they want uh, his partner yeah Richie's saw, partner because everyone saw, everyone saw him do it or they knew it. he did the shit anyway yeah, they heard in. the they heard the gunshots. Mm-hmm. Um, so he Richie has to come and he calls for backup, but now he's not getting backup because he didn't take the million dollars. Mm-hmm. He gave That's back crazy. a million dollars. Yeah. That's really crazy. <laughs> because I'm not dirty, I'm not going to do y'all job. That's really... <laughs> yeah. so they didn't trust him. He didn't. He didn't get to do the job right. Uh, then he like gets him out of the situation by having the paramedics who are there put the dead body as he's awake. Um, and then he confronts his partner who's a junkie and killed him because of this. And I, yeah, I don't know. I don't like this scene at all. I don't like anything about it. <laughs> I guess it's supposed to make us feel like Richie's a good cop. Yeah. And a good guy. And supposed to have some self-righteousness here. but He's just a cop. That's why he's only a flaw. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Not a, not a fan of this scene. Um, don't, be a poli- don't be police, kids. Yeah. <laughs> we get to the... Next scene, which is the cutting up of the new drugs from Vietnam, and Blue magic. 
purer than pure. Yeah, Blue Magic is what he names the drug. It's his brand name. Like Pepsi, it's a brand name. I feel him. He's not wrong be saying that. No, he was not wrong. <laughs> Yo, you fucking on my name out here, bro. And then again, <laughs> we killed the fucking momentum with a court scene between Richie and his wife for the custody of their kid. And this is 40 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Ah. This is the first one, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's where we see Richie um, interact with his lawyer. Even though Richie seems to know the law. He knows, he knows how to defend himself apparently very well. But he has a lawyer on hand anyway. And he flirts with her and Fucks ends her. up fucking her. Yeah. Cool. I guess. Some fucking on camera, and while he's fucking, he gets a call that his partner is now dead. Cops really be getting pussy like that, bro? I, I don't believe it. I can't believe it. I still can't believe it, even to this day. Uh, yeah, they do. I don't That's know. disgusting. That's nasty. <laughs> Maybe not so much after recent events, but yeah. Um, after this, uh, Richie gets the call that there's a special investigations unit. We hear Nixon over the TV talk about. <clears throat> Drugs being the uh, major enemy in the United States, and he's putting like special task forces in the major cities. And then that cuts to Richie talking to, I believe, his police chief, who tells him that uh, he wants him to go to Washington and do this because Washington's is for real. Um, yeah. The other, the other ones are all like kind of joke ones, and from there, uh, Frank Lucas brings his family in. Um, mm-hmm. All from North Carolina, Lagrange. Yeah, brings them in from North Carolina. We see like great scene between Frank and his mom. Uh, kind of see why she got a best supporting actor nomination. She's ecstatic to see him. Big house on on the lawn. Um, Frank buys a apartment in cash. Tells his family to come up. They're coming to stay at the house. He bought this big like mansion. Uh, we kind of meet the family one by one. Common is Ti's dad, which is still very funny to me. <clears throat> and Ti's like an all time uh, pitcher. Something like that. He's really good at baseball. Youth pitcher, yeah. yeah High school he, pitcher, dominating. He he pitched that shit hard as hell. Yeah. <laughs> 95, 95 miles per hour hard. Yep. Then we see Richie's picking out his team. And um, that was like we were dancing with some random chick, so that was funny. Like the first time you see that, just see Rizzo pop on camera like that. Um, some some dude dancing with two two women at the same time. Just like a little bit of humor from Ridley Scott, which we don't really see in his movies very often. Uh, he kind of kept things like lighter hearted in this one a lot. Um, and then from there, uh, that's where we get the he takes his family to the coffee shop and he sees Idris Elba walking down the street who's asking him for 20%. But now that Frank's the big man because of Blue Magic, he goes up and asks him for 
And when he refuses, he just shoots him dead in the middle of the street. Uh, lets everyone know like what they're involved with. Like, hey, this is this is what we do around here. Letting his brothers know and his family know, like this, this is the type of man I am. This is the type of business we're in. And they they all seem like shocked and scared. And he comes back like he just did nothing. Whatever, bro. What? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, bro. This whole part, this this part of the movie right here, I don't really care for, to be honest. But it's necessary to us. Well, and like, why don't you care for it? Yeah. 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 I just want to fast forward to when Frank. Um, have we gone? Have we? Wait. I'm sorry, I blanked out a little bit too. Have you also gotten to the point where uh Frank's having his wedding yet, or no? Hell no, we're so far behind, man. His family just got here. Yeah, then ah, eh, he hasn't even really, to... Same way, same way. You don't care about Richie's family and his whole shit. I don't care about Frank's whole thing anyway. Wait, why would you not care about Frank's whole thing? This movie about, about Frank fa- Lucas. I don't though. care about his family in front of what I'm trying to explain to you. Up until they start bugging out and showing that they don't know how to handle being at the top of the food chain. Nah, that's a bad take. I'm okay with that. <laughs> you, you gotta set up a story somewhere. I'm, okay I'm complaining that. that the setup of the story is for the wrong person. I'm okay with that. I don't care. Alright. <laughs> What's he called? He really yeah. shot that man in, in broad daylight. Yes, he did shoot that man in broad daylight. <laughs> in the head at that, bro. In broad daylight. Wasn't he didn't he have his um didn't what's his tango have his like his 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 security guy with him too? Yeah, security home. was with him. And, but they, he, he let that nigga shoot him in broad daylight. <laughs> yeah, I think they like kind of <laughs> cut. They kind of cut to his security team, and they're kind of looking like, "What the hell are we supposed to?" It's Frank Lucas. Like, we can't do nothing about that either. Um, but yeah, we cut to a after after all that. We cut to. Richie's team finding out the whole blue magic stuff. They're learning. They're learning of his existence. <laughs> yeah. And they, they realize this is what they got to focus their attention on now. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to, yeah, there's too much cutting back and forth between the cops Wait, and Frank. We lose a lot of momentum. With time out. Have we, have we been introduced? We've been introduced to Detective Trupo. Yes. But we haven't had, have we had two characters meet him yet to this point in the movie? What do you mean? I feel like Richie met him at the around like at this point in the movie at least once or near this point in the movie. Richie has not met him yet. Okay. Yeah. So then we get to a nightclub. Um, Frank takes his brothers out to the nightclub where they're out dancing and stuff. Uh, Frank's brother, played by Chiwetel Ejiofor, is getting like real close to Nikki Barnes. Uh, Frank gets on him for what he's wearing. Are you trying to be cool with this, this bum-ass nigga, bro? Yeah. Um, a little oh. bit of a red herring talking about uh, wearing clothes that say arrest me and like yeah, being too flashy. Too fucking loud, bro. Too yeah. loud. So then we get to... Um, yeah, then he sees that Joe Lewis, the boxer, mm-hmm. is with uh, Miss Puerto Rico. And he decides that's what he wants. So yeah. I, I guess Frank Lucas got it like that over Joe Lewis. 
Hey, man. <laughs> and there's there's a nice Anthony Hamilton cameo singing yeah. singing the music in the club. One of the best voices in music. Uh, but yeah, Nicky Barnes played by Cuba Gooden. Does a good <laughs> job of like playing that flashy style, especially because Cuba pretty reserved up until this point in movies. Great. My favorite part of this movie right here is the fact that um, what's his name is bald. Well, he's wearing a bald cap, and you can you can visibly tell that's where he's wearing a bald cap. Who? Cuba? Yeah. Yeah. Um. But then we go from Cuba good and stuff to like more police work as they're getting closer to figuring out like who this is. But um, as they're doing like a drug bust for money, the crooked mm-hmm. cops are taking the money, and that's when Richie meets uh, Josh Brolin. Yep, Josh Brolin's crooked cop character, and he kind of yeah, he kind of sets the tone like, "Hey, we, if you're coming this side of the bridge, you got to check in with me. You know, let me know, bro. Let me know yeah. what's going on, baby. Who you arresting?" You got to talk to me and me only, baby. I don't know what you're doing over here. Yeah. Stay on your end. Stay on your sides. So he takes his money. Richie finds out a little bit more about this uh, blue magic stuff from one of his criminal friends, um, who's also the godfather of his kid. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Roger Guinevere kind of tells... Frank Lucas, like, the war is ending. Like, this whole operation is going to get fucked if the war is ending. Yeah. Because they're using, like, military planes to bring they the drugs. They fly for, they, they're doing transportation for free. Mm-hmm. And then we get to my favorite scene in the movie, the party scene at Frank's apartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On the $25,000 alpaca. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Frank's cousin... Is like fucking around with the crooked no, 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 cop. No, 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 hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's make sure we address the fact that um, Frank has Ti's character be introduced to someone on the Yankees staff or whatever, or the ownership, whoever, someone important in the Yankees team. And while he, while that's going on, uh, in the next room over, that's when Frank's other cousin is talking to crooked cop. <laughs> He shot that nigga. <laughs> yeah. So the crooked cop gets like handsy with his girlfriend, so he gets mad, shoots him in the foot. In the knee, and... bro. In the knee. Yeah, in the bro. knee. <laughs> with other cops around. Yeah, and Frank's uh <laughs> Frank's not like, too happy with that. Fuck? What? Yeah. He beats the shit out of him. Bro, he shot, <laughs> nigga. He, shot he shot that nigga in on the in the knee. Right on the damn alpaca, bro. Yeah. Oh, my God. P- puts his head in the fucking piano. piano slams his head, out bro, of it. Until it's Until it's squishy sounds being made. Tells tells his brother to get rid of him, and he tells him that's his cousin. He goes, he don't, don't mean shit fuck. to me. <laughs> and anyway, look, look what he's doing, bro. He's making shit hot. Yeah. So he was making shit hot. Then he told everyone right. to get the fuck out the house. Yep. Told everyone party's over, gotta get the fuck out. He's trying to blot that shit. Don't don't spread it, blot it. That's twenty five thousand dollar alpaca, you know? 
Then's all at his fucking best yelling. Um, then he goes, has dinner with the Italian mob. Mm-hmm. And the Italian mob kind of tells him, like, what the fuck are you doing? We got to be like dairy farmers and we got to set a price, like, universal. So that way we're not getting fucked. You're fucking everything up by having these prices too low. And he's and like, I don't give product. a fuck. And he's like, I don't give a fuck, bro. That's your business. Yeah. Broke um, bitches. So, from there, Frank. Um, Did we get to the 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 boxing scene yet, bro? Where no. We see that... Okay, cool. We I don't think we were there just yet. I feel um, like we are. No, because his his wife has to give him the the coat. No, 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 no. Oh, is it that? It is. Yes. yes. His wife yes. gives him the coat. And he's kind of hesitant to take it because, as we mentioned earlier, with his cousin, with his brother, the conversation with his brother and Nikki Barnes and all that. Shit, too uh, hot, bro. Draw too much yeah, attention. Yeah, it draws a little bit too much attention. But he wears it anyways to go to the Muhammad Ali fight. Time out. You know what's funny? Okay. I don't know if it's the fact that he's wearing the damn coat that makes him, that draws the attention to him or the fact that he's sitting front fucking row <laughs> at a boxing match and he's not a celebrity or any or close friend of Muhammad Ali or Joe Lewis. But if he's wearing you're... if he's wearing a suit, it doesn't really matter. He could be someone's henchman. Fair. When you're wearing when you're wearing the coat and the hat. A chinchilla. A chinchilla fur coat and hat. I think it might have been the hat more than the coat. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so he's in New York, bro. You need the coat, yeah. I understand. The hat was overdoing it. Yeah, so he he was in the hat. Uh Hat and coat, and he was, what, one row ahead of uh, the Italian mob? He was multiple rows in front of them. Yeah. They, he were, was they a... were, like, fourth or fifth. He was literally, in like, front. Like he could see Well, no, people. he was one row ahead of the Italian mob. Okay. And someone someone got snuffed. The blood was flying on him. Yeah. Now, I, I'm trying to figure out what, how the fuck Richie knew to go to the fight. Uh, I think he was tracking Trooper at that time, too. Okay. Not true, but he was uh, he was trying to see the Italian mob. Yeah, there we and go. He notices I'm mixing them my Italians, I'm mixing them yep. up. He he notices there's a black man in a chinchilla coat and a hat in talking of, to Muhammad Ali. Ali. <laughs> in front of with better seats than the fucking Italian um, mob. The mob. He's like, what the fuck. Yeah, and they so all he, say hi, and he sees them. He sees them say hi to uh, Frank as he's walking down to. He's like, "What the fuck?" So he sees them talking to him in their seat, laughing and joking. So he takes pictures of him, and he's like, "I gotta figure out who this guy is." Um, as he's so developing the yeah, well, as he's developing the pictures, Frank has his wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, not a whole lot of time spent at the wedding, but when he's leaving, he gets pulled over by. Josh Brolin's crooked cop character, Trupo. Um, and Trupo kind of mentions the chinchilla coat. Like, Yo, bro. He's like, he's like I, I forget the exact phrasing of the line he said. It was along the lines of, I just want to know how you get better seats than me, and I don't fucking know who you are in this city. What the mm-hmm. fuck? <laughs> yeah. So he he asks for a kickback and he like threatens him, and he 
this is like one of the highest parts of the movies. Again, the highs in this are really high. When he goes home, grabs the chinchilla coat and just watches it burn. He throws he, it in he, the fire. Even watching him, Shorty is watching him. She like she watching him. She's like, no, please. And he's like, nope. Gotta the get, got yeah, to go. The, get, the gift got she go. got him, <laughs> and he's burning it up. Um, from there, we see. Uh, I think his cousin gets picked up, right? Um, Something like that. No, not yet. Oh, actually, let me see. Make sure. Uh, his cousin, yes, his his cousin or someone who is like close to the family, um, is having an issue with his significant other. She's walking out trying to leave him. He pulls his gun out on her, shoots her, and <laughs> uh, no, 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 this is too far a little bit. That's too far down. Yeah, 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 I'm sure. Because the next thing we see is uh, Frank handing out turkeys like Bumpy. Yes, yeah, doing Christmas things, and then he goes end up having to have a a little interview. That's when um Richie's putting the whole picture of who Frank Lucas is, what he what he stands for, and all of that. And then we see Frank go intimidate um Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character, and he's like, "Yo, bro, you you selling my products? Name I in these streets? I'll beat your ass." Yeah, um, he has a conversation <laughs> with Ti. He has a conversation with Ti as well. Yeah, Ti is like, yeah, I don't want to play ball no more. You want to play? You don't play ball no more. Nah, I want to. I want to do what you guys do. I want to sell drugs. And he's like, all right, <laughs> you sure yeah. about this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, we do see like a small scene of someone um, high on drugs with a baby mm-hmm. crying and a dead body. Kind of show you like the perils of business like this, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, we get to the scene OXO was talking about where he sits down with Nikki Barnes, gives him yeah, the, the famed speech from this movie, Blue Magic. That's a brand name. Brand names right. mean something. Pepsi. Wow. That's a brand name. Yeah, yeah you Ooh, are infringing for... upon my brand's name right now. Yeah, quit selling your dirt on the with my brand on the name. Stop doing that, bro. Stop doing that, bro. I'll fucking kill you, bro. And Nikki's like, ah, yo, you talking crazy to me, bro. I, I'm a man too, basically. <laughs> oh man, he just couldn't. He could not. He could not accept it. He was in the wrong. He could not accept it. Yeah. Oh well. Um, then we get to uh, what's his name? Later that day, his brother. Yeah, his brother no, getting no, no, pulled no. up. Even, even before that, later that day, um. Frank goes back to hang out with Eva and she wants to go somewhere, I think. Or um as they're going outside and they're driving around, uh that's when the shoot that's when the, someone tries to make an attempt on him and his wife's life under I forget which I, I feel like I don't know what train that is, but yeah. As he's waiting there, for a Chinese uh, there's a lot before that. Is it now? Yes. What's happening? Uh, Trupo stops Frank to get uh, Oh uh, yeah, again. <laughs> He stops Frank to get his payment, and Frank tell, and basically we find out Trupo's car got blown up by Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw it too. And this conversation that they're having is being watched by uh, Richie's guys, yeah. the special forces unit. So they're seeing. Oh, it's literally Richie. Anyway, Richie's like right behind them. Is it Richie? I thought it yes. was. Uh, no, it was Richie. Second. Uh, what's Ethan? No, no, no. <laughs> Ethan Hawke's little brother. Oh, I mean that makes but, sense yeah. too. 
Frank beats the shit out of his brother. Afterwards, because his brother ended up having fucking drugs in the back in the back seat in in the trunk of the car. Mm-hmm. Why are you driving me? And you got drugs in here. What are you doing? Yeah. Um. Then it got confiscated by Trupo too. Yep, we get another fucking court scene. Mm-hmm. Then after the court scene, we get the. Can we can we tell what happens in the court scene? Where Richie is just like, you know what, I'm I'm done fighting you. He he, he basically admits to his after his wife or ex wife chews out, chews him chews him out publicly, and say and even points out the fact that he's fucking his lawyer. She's like, you know what? He's just like, you know what? You got it. I'm not. I can't fight you no more. I see myself when I can and. He just walks up the courtroom, and then we get to the scene where Frank gets his life, well, has his life endangered, yes? Yep. They go out, and they get sh- they get shot up at. Mind you, Frank is in a bad mood. He didn't want to go out in the first place. His mm-hmm. wife is like, come on, I want to go. I'm, I'm, I'm bored. I can't stay in the crib all day. I want to go outside. So f- Frank goes to the Italian mob and tells him, like, what the fuck you promised me? I'd. I'd be living worry-free. I'd never have to worry about any of this shit. And here we go. Someone shot at my wife. Um, and that's when uh, Frank has to go to Vietnam and figure out how the hell he's going to deal with this. The war is now over, officially. Yep. The war being officially over. And at the same time, Frank's cousin gets pulled over. Not pulled gets- over. They literally apprehended outside of his crib because he shot Shorty. In the yeah. leg, and the cops were, and they were just there watching. This is the same cousin, mind you, that was fucking around in his apartment, being a dickhead. Yep. And then Trupo shows up to Frank Lucas's house, and causes a whole scene. Yells at his mother. Slaps, <laughs> slap shorty. Yeah. Fucking flips around the house, and shut the <laughs> dog, is... bro. On National Dog Day, shit crazy. We talking about this. Yep. And then uh, that's where we get one of the better scenes of the movie where Mama Lucas is talking to him about shooting a cop. And Frank knows she's, now. Yeah. She's like, she's like, look. She goes, look, son. I never asked you how you did, how you got all this money, how you can afford all these things. I don't need you to lie to me. It, your brothers, will, your brothers, whatever you do in this life, your brothers will follow you th- through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're a businessman, you, they're going to be businessmen too. If you, But... They're not stupid. I'm not stupid. You're not stupid. But you're the only yeah. one who seems to be stupid enough to want to go shoot a cop. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So she, she lays it down to him like shooting a cop fucking terrible idea. And then uh, we see Frank take his mom to church. And as he's walking out of church, the cops are waiting for him. We're not, so we just bus. we just gonna we just gonna skip the okay we are getting to the drug bus cool yeah there's a drug bus that's like uh, to break into the the trap house Frank's been taking everyone to that we've seen throughout the whole movie Stephen Kane projects yep real projects by the way in Jersey in North Jersey yeah then Frank gets picked up they go to court we see a courtroom scene between them and then really the rest of the movie is just Frank done. and Richie, it's, it's, it's done. It's like the movie, yeah, done. they're breaking. Uh, Frank is ratting on all the crooked well, cops. Richie well, wants the crooked well, cops. Well, well, well. 
<laughs> um, in the final scene when we discussed earlier, um, Frank is like, I'll give you, Frank is like, I'll give you, uh, some Polacks, which is an aggressive term. He said he would give any somebody. Yeah, I don't Italians. think we need to break. I don't think we need to break down all the slurs. Yeah, but. he give them. He give them. He give uh Richie whoever. And yeah, uh, Richie's like, I'll take them too. And he's like, two. Fuck you, mean two, nigga. What you, what you, what, <laughs> what you want? <laughs> so oh, you want the cops? You want the? the you want your, you own, want your kind? own kind? He's like, yeah. yeah, I want my own kind. They're not, they're not my kind. If they do business with you, and they poison this community. They're not my kind. Frank is like, get the fuck. <laughs> he said, fine, I'll give you all the cops. <laughs> so he breaks down, uh, and he gives them. He starts snitching on all the cops. And really, that's that's the end of the movie. movie. That's the movie. Um, they uh, they all years get later. Yeah, Frank was sentenced to well, we got Frank was sentenced to seventy years uh, imprisonment. Mind you, he was already like thirty, forty years old at this point in the movie. I feel mm-hmm. uh, in his life. Um, we see all the cops get arrested. I think Trupo. Is the only mm. one that we didn't get to see arrested, only because while his wife or some attendant or whoever the hell was was vacuuming, he's in his um backyard near his pool, and he has a gun in the newspaper. He read, I guess he, I don't know, he just shot, he read the newspaper, and then he shot him. He just blew his his brains out. Mm-hmm. He did not want to deal with it. He didn't. He was like going to prison. I'm not going to survive. I'm not. Nope. Yeah, he I, did that <laughs> shit. I just die here. Um. So. Due to Frank's uh, involvement in arresting so many crooked cops, among it was like at the end of the movie, I think it should, they said a crazy stat like two thirds of the D of the New York's New York's drug enforcement uh like um department whatever was found not to be was shown to be corrupt corrupt and arrested and you know sent to prison. Um, yeah. due to Frank's involvement in arresting so many cops. They sh- shortened his sentence from 70 years to 15. Uh, and then we fast forward to, what is it, 1990-something? Mm-hmm. Um, and Richie is taking him out of prison. I don't know. They did, they did, they did a poor job of Richie's makeup in this instance, only because his hair is still not gray. And Richie's an old fuck. <laughs> yeah. Because Frank's hair is gray at this point, we can all see it. But Richie's yeah, not, but whatever. he has an age today. They just yeah, they, they just they just, they, a little bit of hair. <laughs> they just said, "Yo, you do a quick scene, real quick, bro. Do a quick scene. We don't got you don't got any more budget to do makeup." Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and that was and then Frank uh sees the department store he used to uh own via Bumpy is now a sneaker store. That sells expensive sneakers, a hundred dollars mm-hmm. a pair. That's not even shit, nigga. I wish niggas being, I wish niggas being sold for for a hundred dollars a pair, bro. I wish. Yeah. I wish some Jordans a hundred cash only. Sitting on the shelf. Age. Feel me? Talk, talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Then they uh run into the new age gangsters, new age hoodlums. As they're crossing the street, and that's the movie right there. Yeah. Um, as for like money wise, this movie. uh made two hundred sixty six. Mind and you, half million. I just I I just want to make an important note here, youngest. 
Remember, the original issue was that Antoine Fuqua was going too high with the budget. But this yeah. movie's final budget ended up being $100 million anyway, even though that's where he was headed. Whatever. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder <laughs> how much of the old budget is moved into this new one. Like, if they got, like, old-time cars for the old one, wouldn't they just keep it for this new one? You know what I, I mean? Feel like, I feel like it's the same scenes, and they just had the scenes recut. Like, some scene, whatever they didn't have before. Um... Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think they actually shot anything with Fuqua. Oh. Oh. Or not anything, not anything shot with Fuqua is in this, I should say. Damn, that's a lot. They, they burned through a lot of money then, bro. Yeah, they did. They hate black people that much? That's crazy. That's <laughs> whatever. I guess. Yeah. Um, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I just got to make sure I understand what you're saying to me right now. They had already, they had already burnt through ninety something million dollars prior to firing Antoine Fuqua. Yes. Uh that was the estimation of how much it was okay, going to be. Okay. Yes. Okay, and then they decided to. Not use any of the scenes that he filmed and directed already, and he just went through another hundred dollars, hundred million dollars with um Ridley Scott. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so disgusting. The, <laughs> this is an expensive ass movie. <laughs> I they only, they only made 60, 60 cash back. That's disgusting. Yeah, Whatever. I like everything Denzel does in this movie. Same. I think he's. I think this is one of his better roles. He's he's um, carrying the shit out of this movie. He's carrying the shit out of this movie. And that's my problem. I don't know why the fuck there's so much Russell Crowe, and I don't know why there's so much without Denzel. Denzel needs to be what is this a 157 minute movie? Denzel needs to be there for 120 minutes. Um, yeah. There shouldn't be much time without him, and yet. There's a lot without him, and there's a lot of cutting back and forth and intertwining different storylines at different points, and it's kind of a mess. Um, I don't know. On rewatch, I I'm not a big of fan of this movie. Yeah, as I once was. But... If I was if I was younger and we was doing this podcast, I would have given this movie four and a half, five. Yeah. I'm watching it again. I'm more into three, three and a half. Me, if it if I could do two point seven five, I would. But I don't hate that much. It's <laughs> that's that that's super range. specific. Yeah, it's in that three range right now, it's not looking good. All that said, this movie is still cash to me. I I still like it. I still enjoy watching it. I'm probably gonna watch it again and again in the future. Like I'm not uh, gonna watch it again. I want more. I want more movies like this going forward. I think I think we've kind of like shied away from bigger like adult dramas where we get two stars like Denzel and Russell Crowe. We need um, more gangbangers. That's what we need, bro. We need more. We killers. need more. We need some more gangster movies. We need, uh, we need more, more, we need more police corruption. We need, we need more police corruption too. We need more hundred, hundred million dollar budget movies that are not superhero movies. Yeah. Or, or movies fucking Terminator. Yeah. Or like Terminator 12. Um, but overall, man, I think this is our third, this might be our third movie from 2007. 2007 is a great year. I mean, 2000 is a great year, period. Not 2007 specifically. Specifically, 07. Mm -hmm. One of the best years in movies. 
So we'll probably end up doing more movies from that year. But in the meantime, uh, is there anything else you want to say about American Gangster before we check out? Oh, is this cash or is this not cash? I hope so. Uh, It's still cash. It's still cash. It's cute. It's all right. (laughs) It's all right. I'm not in the uh, best mood. Or I'm not in the best mood for it right now because I hate police and mm-hmm. I hate uh, gangsters this moment in time too. But yeah, it's cool. It's what I just got to do. Yeah. Uh, how does this? How does this rank up with like Denzel performances for you? Movie type hard, bro. Movie. He like I said, he's really carrying. Um, what did Denzel do before this movie? Cause I see him out on fire. I think. Yeah, yeah. So Man, Man on Fire and John Q, I feel, um, were two and four years apart from this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. 2003, 2005, yeah. Um, we're not bad. We're cool. Denzel is doing way too much carrying. Way too much carrying in this movie, I feel. Because, like, Russell Crowe, I don't know if it's Russell Crowe's acting that's making me, um, Hate his role in this movie, or if it's just the fact that the character they've given him is blah. But uh Denzel, Denzel did um once he he did he basically pulled a Westbrook throughout 2016 with this movie, dragged this movie to where it needs to be by himself. Yeah, but, why didn't we get to see him fucking his hot wife? Yeah, That's but where is where does it uh rank? Rank yeah for Denzel, Denzel performance. Yeah. Um, I don't like any of his new stuff. All his new stuff is shit. Really? Well, not shit. I'm, I, I'm, I'm dragging it. All you don't like Fences? Stuff. No. Oh, see, I, don't remember, I, I haven't watched Fences yet. That's my issue. Um, okay, I've only seen uh the Equalizer movies and that other action movie he did. I'm like, this is. What I'm about? Uh, <laughs> what about uh Flight? I saw Flight. I need to watch Flight again, though. I I, I was not paying attention to wow. Flight. Wow, really? After American Gangster, he... They're not bad movies, but, like, they're not necessarily great Denzel roles outside exactly. of uh, Fences. Man. Fences is really Fren- fucking good. Fren- Fences might be top five. Fences, he gotta play a black man that doesn't like his fucking kids. That doesn't like the idea... That, the fact that he paid... He, he decided to have children, and he doesn't like it. So, I'm sure that's something a lot of people can relate to. So that movie is probably gonna be a banger. Fences was pretty good, yeah. Flight Flight wasn't too bad. Flight Unstoppable. Was I like Unstoppable a lot. That's the one on the train, right? Yep. That was 2011? 2010. That's uh, Tony, Tony Scott, Ridley Scott's brother, who did True Romance, which we discussed on this show, and we discussed Tony Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, that was his last movie um, that he ever I, made. I think, that's the, I think that's the last movie I think I could say I enjoyed from Denzel Washington. That's crazy. I mean, I've watched uh, that I've seen. Yeah, that's the last movie I think I've enjoyed because I didn't really? like Equalizer 1 and 2. It's cool, but he's not doing nothing. He has a number four for real. He's just being old and punching niggas. <laughs> and then you he has still, another you movie. You still haven't too. given me like a ranking of Denzel performances, man. Yeah, I got to think about all of them, bro. I haven't seen all of them either. But this one right here, I can say is outside of my top five. Outside of it? Outside of it. It's what, literally, what are some, it's literally, what are some top it's literally number six. It's literally number six. All right, let me look at Denzel's. Um, <laughs> I, I got, I, I remember all his movies off top, and I got to see which ones I have seen. Come on, computer, load up his damn profile. Well, Malcolm X is one. 
Yeah, that's not that's number one, right? That's all right. That's that's two. That's two. That's two. Uh, what's what do you mean? Was that's two? Like that's that the second best. Yeah. What's your, what's your number one then? I gotta see the rest of the movies, bro. I gotta see. It bro, myself. you don't got a number one on your mind. <laughs> no, I don't. Yo, I don't think about this shit like this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he said that's two. I don't know what one is, but that's two. <laughs> I know that's two. All right, on screen training Can day. I see? Training day three. Lonzo Harris. Three? Wow. Yeah. I'm super excited to figure out what the fuck one is because... <laughs> I gotta see. I gotta see. Ooh. Alright, which ones have I seen? Book of Eli. I hate Book of Eli. I have to, to watch that movie for a fucking class. Oh my gosh. Yuck. I got Book of Eli. I have that movie. I haven't watched it in forever though. Don't watch um, it again, bro. Taking yeah. a film one, two, three. Eh, no. Great debaters. After we watched that one, it's been some time. That Deja. one's directed by Denzel. Deja Vu. That was a funny one. I know it's bad, though, because it went straight. Well, I don't say it's bad. It didn't go straight it... to DVD. Hey, I was going to say that. I was going to say <laughs> it was on um, cable, like cable TV access very shortly after its release. So I know, like, it's not that's, another, that's another Tony Scott banger. Deja Vu is pretty good. I like Deja Vu. That's not a, that's not a good thing for you. Taking oh, Pelham awesome. 123 is pretty good. Another Tony Scott banger. Unstoppable Tony Scott banger. Man on fire, Tony Scott. Denzel, yeah, man on fire, Tony Scott. Man, man. man on fire might be number one for me. Man, might be number one. Might be. Yeah. Um, Manchurian Candidate, pretty good. But that I've seen that one. Demi. I mean, yeah, Denzel is probably one of our best he's actors. Banger, bro. He's a banger, bro. He's a living legend. Walking legend. Yeah. Walking, of... <laughs> walking like just bucket. Yeah. One of our best actors ever. If not our best actor ever, um. So what's what's the number one role, man? You're I said man on fire, this. bro. Oh, man on fire, man on fire, Malcolm X, and uh, Training Day. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll take that top three. That's fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all for today. Um, Two guns. Have I seen this? Oh, I saw this. This is this is with Mark. Ew, that's a bad movie. Oh. What? What movie? Two Guns. Oh, Two Guns. I fell asleep halfway through that one and I never finished it. Don't, bro. Um, <laughs> we might have to rip a buddy cop movie soon. Stop it. But stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. We got a two. We got a few movies lined up for the next coming weeks. Um, thank you for tuning in once again. Rate, review, give us five stars. Uh, please subscribe. Tell your friends. And... Thank you for joining us. Say bye to the folks at Luxo. Later, gang. Youngest white.